Well, let's look at 2 Corinthians uh, 13.11 this morning. 2 Corinthians 13.11. It says, Finally, my brethren, or finally, brethren, farewell. Become complete. Be of good comfort. Be of one mind. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. In the, what is that, Young's Little Translation, it says, Henceforth, brethren, rejoice, be made perfect, be comforted, be of the same, same mind, be at peace, and the God of love and peace shall be with you. Notice it says, be comforted. The other New King James says, be of good comfort. Here it says, be comforted. In the Amplified Classic, it says, finally, brethren, farewell, rejoice, be strengthened, perf perfected, completed, made what you ought to be, be encouraged and con consoled and comforted, be of the same agreeable mind with one another, live in peace, and then the God of love, who is the source of affection, goodwill, love, and a benevolence toward men, and the author and promoter of peace, will be with you. I want to focus on the part and talk about, spend some time focusing on this this morning where it says, be of good comfort, be comforted. Here in the Amplified, it says, be encouraged and consoled and comforted. Let's look at 2 Corinthians 1, 3. Let's read this too. It says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. In the Amplified, those same verses says, Blessed, gratefully praised, and adored be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort who comforts and encourage us, encourages us in every trouble so that we will be able to comfort and encourage those who are in any kind of trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. Here it says he's the father of mercies and God of all comfort. The father of mercies and the God of all comfort. You know God is a God of comfort. You know, God is never the one that's stirring people up, that's causing us to be unsettled. It says he is the God of all comfort. We read back in uh, 1 Corinthians, be of good comfort, be comforted, be encouraged and consoled and comforted. You know the Spirit of God, that's what he does always. You know, if you're in the presence of God, there's going to be, if you need comfort, which you could always be more comfort, comforted, right? there's going to be just that, that spirit of comfort. When you're around people that are hooked up with the Spirit of God, there's going to be a comfort there. There's going to be a peace there. When you walk into a, a, a place where people like that are, there's going to be comfort. You know, we say, this is comfortable. What does that mean? You're comforted. You know, we have comfort food. <laughs> what does that mean? 
means different things to different people. You know, people halfway around the world, their comfort food may be something that makes me recoil. And vice versa. You know, you think the stuff you like, everybody likes. Right? We're all like that. We were just talking about this, you know, people halfway across the world eating certain things. Uh, if you've been around the world for a long period of time, I remember I went to the Philippines um, in 2005, went for a missions trip, and um, thank God it was an awesome trip. You know, when you get out of the country and you go where people don't, don't have all the things that we rely on technology-wise, medicine-wise, when they don't have any other hope and they see you walking down the street and they hear that they could be healed and they can't just go down to the hospital. They don't have 15 other programs that they can look to. There's a different level of connection. People wonder why do certain things don't happen. A lot, a lot of, in this country, people have faded. They're, they're not expecting anything. You know, get people to go across town to go to a meeting sometimes is difficult. You know, it's so easy. Now in the pandemic, after the pandemic, you know, people, well, I'll just turn on the TV. But, you know, when you see people traveling sometimes miles to get into a meeting because that's their hope. They've heard that they're a miracle. They've heard there's something. And they're, they're coming trying to get there. There is an expectancy like there isn't so many times. God's the same. The Word's the same. But anyhow, I haven't digressed. I went over there, man. You see miracles. You, get, you expect things. You go around. People are expecting. They connect. But anyway, you got the natural side of it. We went over, and the food was really good. Thank God. They made, we had great hosts. They made great food. And then, you know, I can't say we were really roughing it. We were on an island. We were staying in a hotel. The food was good. But it's just not what you're used to. And, you know, after we were there for nine days, by that last night, man, I just wanted American food. We went to a buffet, and I just wanted anything that looked and was cooked somewhat like American food because the, the meat tastes different. If you've been, I mean, it's, it's from New Zealand and stuff where we were, it, 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 and Australia, it, it doesn't taste the same. And so I was looking for, I found some turkey that, that was kind of like what you'd get on Thanksgiving. I just ate a bunch of that. But man, when I got home, you want food that, what we would call just comfort food, food that... I like that. Well, they, probably the food that I was eating some over there was comfort food, but it wasn't really comforting me. You know, comforting, when we talk about comfortable, it's just, right? What, when you're comfortable, when you're comfortable, hey, I'm comfortable around them. What does that mean? I'm just good. Chill. Okay. Do you know that's the spirit of God? You know it's comfortable around him. You know it's going to be comfortable in heaven. Think about it. There's not going to be any stress. There's nothing that is chaos going out. Just think of that, the most comfortable you've, you are in life. Think, get something in your head around people, around a place. Think of that. Imagine it being multiplied and then being like that all the time. That's what heaven's going to be like. And the more hooked up we are with the Spirit of God and the more 
in tune we are with the Spirit of God, you'll see that same thing, He's a God of comfort, that He is comforting. God's never the one that's, that's getting anxious. God's never the one that's scared, that's afraid. That's the spirit of the world. Satan promotes fear. Satan promotes anxiety, uncertainty. Well, when you're comfortable, you're not thinking about those things. You know, you ever, you, you've had, uh, maybe there's some things going on out at work or whatever, but you then come home and, you know, get around people that love you and just get comfortable. All that stuff fades away. You know what I'm talking about, that feeling? Or you go on vacation pretty soon, you don't even remember. It's just kind of a few days. It kind of starts to stay there, stay there for a little bit, but then after a few days, it just... That, that place where we are, see, that's the Spirit of God. That, the, the world tries to get stuff wound up. Satan gets stuff wound up. That spirit of, of anxiety and, and fretfulness. No, when you're, when you're comforted, you're relaxed. You're at ease. And it says here that God is the God of all comfort. He's a merciful God, and He's a God of our, all comfort. He knows how to comfort us. It says, if we go back to the New King James Version, 2 Corinthians 1, 3, blessed, blessed be the God and Father of, of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our tribulation. Well, the Amplified says, comforts us in all our trouble. That means when you have pressure, when you're going through things, God is there to comfort you through the trouble. Thank God it's not just when. God doesn't comfort us just when everything is then at peace, you know, like, okay, everything's good. Now God swoops in to comfort you when you're already kind of comfortable. You know, you're already chill. Everything is all over. And now that's when God, no, it says in all your trouble, in the midst of trouble, in the midst of the pressing God is the God of all comfort to come into the middle of that. And if we'll hook up with him, if he'll listen to him, he's always there to comfort. doesn't matter if it's something, you know, minor inconvenience in the workday to a real something really happening that's pressuring us in life. God is there. So sometimes we think, oh, you know, God's there in the, the really hard times. He's there in the times that are just uncomfortable. He's there when you're walking through a work day and, you know, some person you're dealing with is just not pleasant at all. And you got to go have a meeting with them. You can be tempted to be like, good night. You got to deal with that. Or we could be comforted in that. Comfort is at that level, too. Be comforted and know God is with me to comfort me in that tribulation. <laughs> Sometimes it's a tribulation to deal with certain things. Trouble. He deals with us in every situation. He's the God of all comfort who, who comforts us in all our trouble. So as we're walking through things, there's comfort there. There's comfort there. There's comfort there. Well, it's always comfort if we're listening to him. If you need comfort, the comfort's there. It's what we're listening to. Because you can, the other stuff can be so loud and if we start listening to the other stuff, you can feel like, well, where is God? He hasn't changed. It says he's comforting us in all trouble. So that means right there in the midst of the nonsense that's going on, he's the comforter. He 
is comforting us in the middle of the trouble when you need the comfort. He doesn't wait till you, okay, man, we're out. I'm so glad we're out of that stress. Anybody can be chill when nothing's going on. Don't you need it the most when it's pressing the most? You need it the most when you're tempted to freak out. Well, God's a comforter there. He's not like a lightweight comforter that it only, you know, it only works to this degree. Doesn't matter what's going on. God is the comforter. He is the one that knows everything, that knows. It says he he comforts us. Verse 4, who comforts us in all our tribulation that we may be able to comfort. We're going to talk about that in a moment. Those are in trouble. But he comforts us. Let's skip down. I'm going to come back. I'm going to do it this way. Let's skip down to Hebrews 4.14. And then we'll come back up. Hebrews 4.14, seeing then that we have a a great high priest who has passed through the heavens... Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. Verse 15, for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. There's so much here. But look at verse 15. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses. So Jesus is not aloof. All, you know, standoffish going, well, you know, you have to deal with that stuff, but I'm above it. It's saying he identifies with us. He sympathizes with our weaknesses when we're being pressed, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Jesus, he didn't yield to any of it, but he was tempted the same way you and I are. Any way you can be tempted, he was tempted. In other words, there may be something specific you're dealing with. The details may be different, but the type of temptation, he dealt with it and he conquered it, but he knows what it feels like. He's, he's not pushing you off. Because sometimes, see, if, if the devil can separate you from God in any way, he's going to do it. He'd just he'd try to do this. He'd try to, you know, he's, he's probing to see where your defenses are low. And so if he can get you separated from God, get you to, to stay away from God when you need it the most. Well, I should be further. I, I should know this, and so I'm not, what, going to go to God? He knows everything. <laughs> you, you, you're not at the point where, well, I don't need to go to him anymore. He's, got, he's been here forever. And so he's not looking at you going, well, you dummy. You need to get it together. That doesn't mean he's not going to help you to grow, but he's not, he's not pushing you down. He's not belittling you. He's God. He's so far above where we operate. Yes, we're made in his image, but you're not God. I'm not God. And so when we're pressed, don't fall in the trap of, well, you know, I got to deal with this on my own. No, you're supposed to go to him. You're supposed to pull on him. You're supposed to lean on him. You can be honest with him. This is where I'm at. This is what's pressing on me. 
Help me. Show me. This is what your word says. I thank you that I'm strengthened in it, but go to him. It says, Jesus was in all points tempted as we are yet without sin. Verse 16, let us therefore come, how? Boldly. Boldly. So you're not ashamed going, oh, I'm coming. You're coming and saying, Father, Dad, I'm here. And this is pressing me. I'm pressing into you. Thank you for your comfort. Thank you for your strength. I'm just leaning into you. He said, come boldly to the throne of what? Grace. That we may obtain mercy and find grace to help when? In time of need. You need help when you need help. It doesn't, you know, when you need help, that's when you need it. Not like, okay, well, I got this solved. Now the help comes. No, you need it when you need it. And God knows that. He knows where we are. And he will comfort us. He'll give us his grace. He'll strengthen us in the middle of it. Part of it is just rely on him and go. And no, no, he's there. No, he's not pushing you off. No, he's not belittling you. He is so patient. He is so kind. He is so long-suffering. His patience is beyond what any human operates. And yes, we have the love of God and we can yield to that and operate it, but God is love and God is operating in it perfectly. That means his patience is perfect. And if he said, you know, we're not talking about forgiveness specifically, but if he, you know, Jesus said, you forgive your brother. And they were say, how many times? And he, there was like seven times enough. You say 70 times seven, which isn't necessarily literally 490. It just means pff, seven times seven is like as many as it takes. But if you take it literally, that's a lot of times in one day. Well, if that's him, he's not going to tell you to do something that he's not going to do. So he is patient. He's not going to be get to the point where it's like, no, nah, never mind. I'm done with you. Now, God, as long as a heart, a human heart is reaching to him, God is there. Now, a human can say, I'm done with God. But God sent Jesus. And so when we're looking to him, we should be bold. We should be confident. Lord, I'm coming to you. I need help. Lord, this is pressing on me. I'm pressing into your comfort. Why would he say he comforts us if we're not supposed to ever need comfort? You know, sometimes, yes, we believe the word. Yes, we stand on the word. Yes, we're strong in the word. The word will, will strengthen you. He'll comfort you through the word. And we're going to see in a moment, he'll comfort you through his spirit. But if you don't ever need it, why are we reading this verses? And why are these verses in there? Comfort who? Comfort you in your trouble, but you're never going to need it because, you know, you're just going to sail through. That's not what the word teaches. It's not, no, you don't have to fa fall into a puddle of tears and, and mess and just completely uh, act unbelieving and let all that stuff dominate you. But, you know, if you're getting pressed, go to the comforter. God, I'm relying on you. This is pushing me, but, but you're with me. And by saying what he said, by saying the verses, that, that what he said in his word, that you know, just the one we just read, Lord, you, 
You were tempted in all points as we are. I know that you sympathize. It's not that you don't know. I'm going to come boldly to your throne. Lord, to find grace to help in time of need, I thank you for your help. I thank you for your mercy. I thank you for your grace. I thank you that you love me. I thank you that you're bringing me over. I thank you that your strength passes anything that any human could give and that I have your strength now and I have your comfort and I receive it and I thank you for comforting me right now that I'm coming up in you, that I'm being strengthened in you, that I'm going over in you. That comfort, we're not talking about a warm, fuzzy, just feeling. It surpasses that. It, it, it strengthens you in all parts of your being. Your spirit is being infused. Your mind is being calmed at peace. Your body will relax. As he is just, his presence surrounds you. And we yield to him. You just yield to what, who he is and what he does. But we need to know he's available. We need to know that he's not some far off God that, well, you know, I told you that five years ago. You read it, so you ought to be on autopilot now. Now, you, you press into it and say, Lord, I just thank you that you're the strengthener and comforter, and I am strengthened now. Well, you, you going after him and stating what he said, that comfort, it allows that comfort to flow. It allows that strength to flow. Let's look at uh, John 14, 16. John 14, 16. And this is Jesus speaking. It says, I will pray the Father, and He will give you another helper, that He may abide with you forever, the Spirit of truth from whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees Him nor knows Him, but you know Him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. So this is Jesus speaking before he leaves the earth. We just read in Hebrews, it says Jesus was tempted like we are. We, ha we don't have a high priest that cannot sympathize with our weaknesses. We have a high priest that can sympathize with us and was tempted. Now Jesus is saying, he will give you another helper. He's saying when he's getting set to leave, I'm not going to leave you an orphan. He is, we're entering the church age at this point. And no, Jesus is going to be with the Father. He's saying, I'm leaving you another helper. If we look at it in the Amplified, it says this, I will ask the Father and he will give you another comforter says comforter, and it brings out the meaning of that word. It was it's stated helper in the New King James. Here it brings out comforter, counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, standby, that he may re remain with you forever. We'll come back to the Amplify. Look at the Young's literal translation. Young's literal is literally what the, the Hebrew or the Greek is saying. Notice it says, I will ask the Father and another comforter he will give you. So it brings out the primary, um, primary connotation is helper. I mean, excuse me, comforter. Helper's there, but comforter. He's the comforter. Now go back to the Amplified. It said, Jesus saying, I will give you another comforter, counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, 
strengthener, standby. Well, all those things together, of course, it comforts you. You got your counselor there. You got your strengthener. You got your advocate. You got your standby, your encourager, your helper. Well, that all together, <sighs> it comforts you. I have what I need. I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. Somebody needs to say that. I'm going to make it. I'm going to make With God's help, I'm going to make it. See, he comforts. The, the person of the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth, he is the comforter. This Spirit of God, God Almighty, the one that was the power that created the earth, the heavens and the earth, the one that is the power, when you see the power of God move, it's the Holy Spirit, the agent on the earth that is doing it. It says here, He is the comforter. So all that power, that presence, one thing it brings, no matter what, that is always a comforting presence. For the Christian in the church age, it is a comforting presence. Don't act like you're an enemy of God. <laughs> so many Christians are acting like they're an enemy, like God's got to take out wrath on you. No, for the Christian, you're, you're not, number one, you're in the church age. Number two, he's your father. See, religion has tried to separate it. So many people, the further I go, I talk to so many people. If they've had, uh, if they're in a bad place or a separated place from God, so many times you look back and they'll share. There was, a, there was something that happened in their life. They had an experience with religion or somebody that was religious that gave them the picture of God that's cold and religious and distant or mean and the, the people that represented God in their life. And so they say, I don't want to have anything to do with that. And they don't really know the Father. They don't really know God. And so they've separated themselves from it. And they think God is just, if I were to come to God, I mean, he's mad at me. He is, he's cruel. He's just legalistic. And that's not God. The spirit of God who's on the earth, the number one thing, as, as Jesus is describing the uh, Holy Spirit, he uses comforter. He's not saying, you know, mad taskmaster. All these words are words that are, they're, they're helpful words. They're calming words because the Spirit of God always brings calm on the scene for those that will look to Him. Sure, is there judgment in God? Is there that side? We're not on that side. Don't identify with the enemy of God. Don't identify with people that are doing things against Him. Know that he, for the Christian, Jesus is talking to his disciples. He's the comforter. If you look, even when you're, you're messing up, in the middle of a hard situation, if you look on the inside, if you look to him, he, his words are comforting, even if they're correcting. It's saying, get back over here and go on and it will go well with you. He's never putting you down. He, he's a comforting God. He's a comforting Spirit. He's good. When you're in the presence of God, like we were worshiping God earlier, 
there's a peace, there's a comfort. People don't know how to describe it. You know, they haven't been in church or whatever. You know, we have people come in or, you know, come into the house or whatever, and there's just such a peace here. Well, that's the presence of God. That's, what's the presence of God? It's the Holy Spirit. Who's the presence of God on the earth, right? It's the, it's the Holy Spirit. What's the presence of the Holy Spirit? It's comfort. People don't know how to, how to respond. Now, does he manifest himself in different ways? And there's, you know, when the presence of God comes into a place. I remember there was one time, I, I can't remember when, it was when we were going to Rhema. I can't remember if it was winter Bible seminar or, or camp meeting. It was getting near the end. And uh, I think they were just singing to close, but um, could not get off the last song. And everybody in that, and Rhema holds a lot of people. It's about 4,500 people. Everybody in there was just singing, and then just people everywhere just knelt. This is at the end of the service. Like, they were trying to close the service, like do the announcements and close. Couldn't shut it down. It was just in that whole place. It was just quiet. It was just peaceful. The presence of God was permeating that place. Now, what do we say? Is God, God is everywhere. He, he never leaves us nor forsake us, forsakes us, but he manifests himself in different ways. And so you, you have the manifest presence of God. You have it different when we're here corporately than when it's just individually. Is God there? Yes, he's there, but God manifests himself. But it's always a peace. It's always a comfort. It's tangible. It's, it can be very thick. Be very... just prevalent. God is real, and his comfort is real. We're not talking about just pep-up words. We're talking about a punch, a presence that can come that surpasses words, that when you're at a loss for words, when you're being pressed, the, the Spirit of God can come over you and put your mind at ease, can calm your inside, can calm, let your, your nerves just relax. And, you know, people 10 minutes before could be ready to, they're just bouncing off the walls, but the Spirit of God can, the peace of God, the comfort of God can calm you in every way. And that's not just for specific times. We can, the more we tune into Him, the more we can walk. In that, we can do. He doesn't go anywhere. He's always he's always available. That comfort is permeating. Let's look down to John fourteen verse twenty five. It says, "These things I have spoken to you while being present with you." But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things I have said to you. See, that's one of the things he's doing. Notice what it's saying. We know he's the comforter. Notice it's saying the Father will send in my name. So the Father God, Jesus, is the sacrifice. Jesus made the payment. The Holy Spirit comes in the name of Jesus, comes as the one that's pointing us to the Father, to, the, to Jesus. 
Holy, the Holy Spirit is here on the earth. But notice it says, I will send, the, the Father will send in my name. He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I have said to you. So he is bringing the word of God back to you. One thing the Holy Spirit is going to do in that he's comforting you is going to put you right back in remembrance of what the word says. Circumstances may be shouting at you. But the Spirit of God is just going to prompt you what is true. Prompt you what God says about the situation. Prompt you about what your future is in Him. He's going to bring you back, you know, because there's, there can be quote-unquote facts but that, are, that are, are they're real, but they're subject to change. And so in the midst of those facts, He's not... He's not going to just focus on a negative thing. And even you're not ignoring facts, but, but he can show you, yeah, that may be true, but this is a higher truth. This will happen. This is your destiny. This is where you're going if you'll look to him. He's going to, rem he's going to remind you. He's going to encourage you. He's going to strengthen you by the word, by the spirit for you to be girded up to go forward in him. That's what he does, that the Spirit of God is doing that. He's going to show you what to do. You know, you could feel like in a situation, sometimes that's the, that's the pressure. You, you say, I don't, I don't know what to do. I don't see how to go around. Well, he's going to remind you of what's true, and then he's going to show you what to do. He is the, the, he's the, the leader He's the guide. He's the one that bears witness with our spirit. And so he's going to prompt you, comfort you. Sometimes you, you can be in that position. I, I don't see. Part of the anxiety is I, I don't see where to go. Well, if you'll be quiet, number one, you're going to get connected with him. And he's going to say, no matter what, it's going to be okay. Number two, do this. And just that word, just like, because the devil will try to get you to where you, you can't, he, he, he works through confusion and anxiety to where even something that a calm, sane person could see easily, if we get, start listening to him, he'll try to get us to where we can't see just how to go normally. And if you'll just hook up with the Spirit of God, that comfort, that peace will allow you to say, to see, oh, this is what I do. And that right there can bring complete peace to the scene. I, I was thinking there's no way. And then have you ever had a situation where you're like, I, I, I don't see, I don't see, you know, these things are trying to press on you. And then in like that much time, something changes to where you see the solution. Go, oh, that wasn't so bad. I, why, why didn't I see that? Because you were listening to the wrong thing. But do you realize in every situation, God already has that? In every situation. Now, people may not. People are like, how, 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 how? But if you just get, God already knows that next step that'll make you go, oh. So we can go from step to step going, oh, oh, okay. And if you get used to that, you can get in a position where your mind is tempted to go, I don't know. And, but if you've had a few experiences, you go, yeah, but just wait for it. Just wait. There, God, there's a way. Does God already see the way? Yeah. What is our job? I'm not going to hear if I'm listening to the, all this stuff. But if I get quiet, the comforter and the counselor, the advocate, the intercessor, the encourager, the strength, he's there. What do I got to do? Hook up with him and 
Okay, there we go. There's that, that's the path. Well, we can just go from thing to thing. Well, you do that enough, you get to where you expect it. You get to where you, you know there's a path. And the comforter has more access than into our life. God has access to comfort us, to calm us, to keep us at peace, to move to the next step. So that when we come on the scene then, we're a conduit for that comfort and peace for those around us. And that's what he says if we go back to, let's go back to 2 Corinthians 1 verse 3. Just look at it in the, the New King James. One of the scriptures, I don't know, third or fourth scripture from the top. 2 Corinthians 1 verse 3. It says, Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort. So He's the God of all comfort. Verse 4, Who comforts us in all our tribulation. Or other translations say troubles. That, so he's comforting us. He's doing this, what we said. He's the counselor. He's the comforter. We're in something. He comforts us. He shows us the way. He shows us the way out. Okay, so then in verse 4, it says, or yeah, we'll go back to the beginning of verse 4. Who comforts us in all our tribulation that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. So God is flowing into us and we're being comforted. And the more that we're comforted, now we become a conduit for that comfort of God to others. We're actually supposed to comfort each other. We're supposed to be a vehicle whereby the comfort of God can be manifest to our brothers and sisters, Christians. But also, if they're open to people that don't even know God, that you can be a conduit for comfort and peace just at your job for people that don't even believe God. When you come in the room, people say, well, you're, you're peaceful. There's a peace. There's a comfort. They feel comfort around you. Why? Because you're connected to the comforter. And so you don't give off an aura of, what are we going to do? You give off an aura of God. Well, what does he do? He comforts. So what can we do? Comfort. We bring peace. We bring calm to a situation. Just even naturally, if you stay calm, when everybody else is getting freaked out, like at your job, you're going to be way ahead of the game. Just talking naturally. How much more with God's help? Because people... What are we going to do? And they start going around. Well, that's not going to help anything. You can't think clearly when you start getting amped up like that, right? Just, just naturally, let alone if they have spiritual help, which people do. You know, you can feel pressure to get out of peace. And, and what, what Satan does is put pressure on you through your mind and through your flesh. Those are the, the gateways where he tries to put pressure on you and then tries to drive you through your emotions. Drive you. If you start yielding to him and yielding to anxiety and yielding to that pressure, you, he'll try to drive you through your anxiety, uh, through, well, any type of emotion. Get you to act. And whenever you sense that, you just stop and say, no, that's not the Spirit of God. No, God is a God of peace. And you just get right back hooked up with your heart and hooked up with the Holy Spirit and say, now, 
Where do we go? What do we do? Well, that's a whole lot better than other people that are freaking out. So then what? You have an answer. You have a way to go forward. Look at 2 Corinthians 7, verse 5. Paul talks about an instance of this. It says, For indeed, when we came to Macedonia, our bodies had no rest, but we were troubled on every side. So he's talking about a, 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 something that's being pushed. He's been pushed. Outside were conflicts. Inside were fears. Nevertheless, God, who comforts the downcast, comforted us by the coming of Titus. So Titus comes, and there's comfort, another believer. Verse 7, and not only by his coming, that also, but also by the consolation with which he was comforted in you, when he told us of your earnest desire, your mourning, your zeal for me, so that I rejoiced even more. Showing that Titus is showing up, there's a comfort there. Why? He's bringing the Spirit of God. We can comfort each other. We don't have to preach at each other and tell each other what to do. Just you being there. Sometimes the best thing to do is just you just be there and you shut up. Do you know when somebody is really going through a trying time, um, you know, especially you're talking... Uh, some lost a loved one or dealing with somebody at the hospital, that's usually not the time to preach. Then people aren't in a mental state to hear it. They don't need that. You know what they remember is that you're there. Just you being there brings peace. It brings comfort. Well, it doesn't have to be the most trying time just for that principle uh, to work. You know, you just being there. You just being present. You being you have the Spirit of God in you, you just being supportive. When somebody's getting pushed, boy, that, that's worth so much. Have somebody that, that believes with you and they're just there, whatever you need. That's comforting. There's a, there's a, there's a time to have a conversation about doctrine. You know, if some, when somebody, especially when they're stressed, uh, just know this. Think about this with family members, maybe unbelieving family members. They don't necessarily need to have everything straightened out all the time. You've got to pick a time, if there is any time, especially if you're a family member, where you need to do any of that. Number one, they don't want to hear it from you because you're family. And if for them to change and start doing what you're saying, they have to admit you're right. And that's just a big hurdle for a lot of people. Because they've known you all their life and your family, your relatives. So they're more likely not going to take it from you. So when you're around somebody, you bring, in, you bring in peace. A lot of times it's not the time to preach, not to straighten out doctrine. But you loving on them and just being comforting, just being there, that speaks volumes. And opens the way for then if there is anything for you to actually share because then they're actually receptive to it. Now, there is, there is a comfort in God, and there is a comfort that we bring to other people. And it's motivated by love. Look at 1 Thessalonians 4.17 says, Then we are alive and remain, who, or excuse me, then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. 
Therefore, comfort one another with these words. Talking about the rapture. Notice it's comfort. So many people talk about the end times and they're freaking out. You know some of that is not God when people are, it's creating anxiety. For the unbeliever, it's going to be incredibly bad. For the believer that knows now, there, there's comfort. He's saying comfort people with these words. But I want you to notice he's talking about comforting each other. Comforting each other. In 1 Thessalonians 5, 11, it says, Therefore, comfort each other and edify. What does edify mean? Build up just as you are also doing. Comfort each other and edify one another. So we are comforted by God. We are in tune with the Holy Spirit. He comforts us. He strengthens us. He edifies us. He helps us through trials. He helps us through troubles. And then we, on the other hand, with other people, we comfort people by that Spirit of God, by that same presence, by that same love. And so we become a conduit for building up the body of Christ. And just think, if, if people in the body of Christ are doing this, we're building each other up, and then we're reaching out to people that are aren't saved and building, you know, being a presence, being a witness to them. And so this is an influence of God on the earth. But notice he is the God of all comfort. When you're talking about God, you're talking about peace and strength and comfort all the time. That's the presence of God. And it's a way that you can identify what is right or wrong. When something's always like this, just, just mark it up. God's not like this. So maybe that's a, something that's off. God's faithful. God's good. God is in heaven right now, and he's, he's not anxious. It's calm. And so we are to be representatives of who God is and what he would do if he were here. Close with this. Can you imagine Jesus being all anxious and freaking out in any situation? He's scared of what the Pharisees are going to do to him today. Staying up all night because he doesn't know. No. Well, he was the presence, and then when he was leaving, he said, now I'm sending you another comforter. That's going to be just like me and do the same thing as me. So that's the Spirit of God. And so as we would see Jesus act, and that's what we need to envision the Holy Spirit's doing with us, helping us through situations and just propagating that presence here in this dark world. Amen.